podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest and I'm so excited for my guest today uh he's calling in from New York City since we're in the quarantine all of my guests I'm like remote yeah let's get the whole world on here um but I'm really excited to have him on the show uh he's super funny he was a comedy central digital creator and uh regular at the comedy seller and also made a really cool interactive short film called we need to talk it's Ryan Beck Hi, Teresa. <laughs> Do you like that Thank intro? Thank you for having me. I've, oh, yeah, that was great. That was I was a great like, intro. there's too many things. Um, no, I really like that short film. Uh, I know it was years ago, but I remember. Yeah, I was really it. proud of that. And then uh, we released it right around the time that the 2016 election heated up, hmm. and nobody wanted content then. <laughs> it was the opposite of quarantine. Oh, oh, yeah, I just rebranded and re-released. Um, yeah, we should put it out now. Before we get too far, I like to start by asking for a good confession, just to start on a positive note. Is there something good you want to confess? Well, this is a confession because uh, if if she were anybody else, it would be embarrassing. But <laughs> I started a podcast with my wife Ooh. and Grace Eubank, and she is truly so funny and charming. You know her. Yeah, she's been and, in videos uh, before. I feel like yeah, she she helped on that on that interactive yeah. video too. So. And she's in my Glacier video. But anyway, Grace is wonderful, and she came up with this awesome idea for a podcast, and we have plenty of time together to do it now. So <laughs> That's a great way, too, to like add structure to just like limitless time with someone. Because no oh, matter yeah. how much you like someone, it's like just unstructured time can feel very overwhelming, I feel like. Yeah, our lives are very structured. I mean... Uh, <laughs> We have like uh, kept it like a routine. We like wake up at the right times, and we're not oh, nice. staying up too late. And we, uh, what else are we doing? We're like, well, now we have the podcast, so we have like a release day, and we have a day that we have to record. And then I spend <laughs> the rest of the week trying to figure out how to use editing software. So that's been a real journey for us. What's it called, so people can uh, find it? Oh yeah, I should na- say the name. It's called <laughs> "Falling in Love with My Wife." And if that was her uh, idea. I love that. <laughs> yes, and so basically. Um, the, the concept of the show is that we're going through there's a while back there's this New York Times article that was like the 36 questions that lead to love oh, you remember that yes yes so we are going through week to week answering a question one by one that's so cool and it's been so far it's been a wonderful experiment to find out that if getting to know each other will ruin our marriage <laughs> well so, it's interesting because I remember the article and always thinking like oh I wonder like, it'd be cool to try that, but also insane to actually, you know, actually meet a stranger and do this. Yeah, and then propose that, like, <laughs> yeah, as an idea. You're like, right. Yeah, um, but th- I think that's cool that because you guys obviously, like, know each other, but are you discovering new things that you didn't know? We are, right? She didn't know. I had an eye patch when I was a kid. There's another confession <laughs> for you. Wait, I, when you said that, I don't know if I knew that, but for some re- reason, I was just like, yeah, I knew that, but and I don't know yeah, if you've yeah, made jokes about very it. Believable, it just I felt, <laughs> it just felt like it made sense. Yeah, when I had a, like this lazy eye as a preschooler, and they like tried to fix it, and they did fix it thankfully. Uh-huh. But like it's, yeah, you have to like put the eye patch over the good eye, and Whoa. then you just like let this child run out into the world. But like nobody cares at that age, right? There's just like I was like I'm a little pirate and I'd run around. Aww. And I could still do all my sports and stuff, so it was fine. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, I had an eye patch. I learned about what did I learn about her recently? She was singing me songs that she had written as a kid. Oh my god, that's um, so cute. Which that was pretty. That was pretty fun. Um, I've also learned. I knew this one already, but she's gonna. She once she broke up a puppeteer's marriage, but I feel like that's maybe like. Uh, she broke you, up a marriage. She broke up a marriage, kind <sighs> of. Um, not intentionally, obviously, uh-huh. but that's, I feel like her, she, she might need to come on your show. And oh yeah, maybe well, we'll get on and then she can plug your podcast. Um, that's so great. I love that. My, and, but I also want to say my dog has a lazy eye and maybe I should put an eye patch on him. I didn't know you could fix oh my that. God, I didn't know that. Wushu. Yeah. He, uh, well, it's, he does, it's just, I call it a wonky eye, but I think it's a lazy eye. It's just, I'm going to have to go yeah. through his, his, uh, pictures yeah some photos is way more prominent um but that's uh no i love that idea for a podcast that's super fun Um, it has been really fun it has been really fun i just i just made this joke on twitter but it is true so i'm not just saying this but i love my favorite genre of podcast is when couples host podcasts 
it just it's feels def- like that definitely sounds like sarcasm <laughs> no because a lot of people say they hate it but honestly like especially when um like uh, my friends georgia and hampton you might know them they're both comedians out in la mm-hmm. um they both just started a podcast as well and i just love listening to couples especially like very stable happy couples like not like they just started dating and they're like let's do this for the clout like people were mm-hmm. like we know each other because it's just like Mom and dad are getting along, and that's really nice. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely mom and dad getting along vibe uh, with our podcast. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty. It's been pretty fun, but it's like um, there is a certain amount of shame, which is why I'm here to confess that I started a podcast with my wife, among other things, mm. embarrassing things. But it's like there is like uh, a little bit of a stigma. I think one sure. there's a stigma to anybody having a podcast now totally, because yeah. we can't do anything, uh, you know, for the good of the world or our careers at the same time without being, uh, <laughs> you know, called a narcissist or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, with my wife, it's like, you know, it's like I think people just want couples to meet other people, but it's like no one has time for that. Yeah. Why would you? You. I can't talk, I can't person. make a friend and then schedule a weekly thing with them. Are you kidding? I'm in my 30s. It's not right. happening. It's I I well I'm a fan and hopefully there's other people like me out there. Um but speaking of I guess routine, I I do like to ask about um cuz this is sort of inspired by like when I started going to therapy and how nice it was to just get things off my chest. Do you have any experience with therapy or what's your um like sort of uh, what do you do gosh, when you no. feel like you need to talk to people or get stuff had- off your chest? Well, we had a family therapist when I was growing up, and we had a fa- we had a therapist the like, the whole time. Um, Wait, like your whole family a- went in? Yeah, she was oh, like. Gotcha. So my sister was adopted when I was eleven, and mm-hmm. she was twelve, and my brother was thirteen, and so um, it's like oh, there's a lot going on in that time in your life for everybody, and then like this new situation and everything, mm-hmm. and the family's changing and like shifting and growing, and so we had a family therapist that would come. I guess like every two weeks probably and um, we would all talk to her and whatever else. But then in my adult life, I haven't gone to any therapy. I've just um, uh, rudely dumped on all of my friends (laughs) for the last decade or more. So um, thank you for being my friend. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is also important. Um, And again, there is no right or wrong answer. I always feel like I ask that because it, for me, I came to it so late in life, but I do think like everyone has a different relationship with it. But um, I've only got positive, um, like, understandings of it. But I just haven't done it myself, and I'm also like a little bit. I don't know. Some of these people are on sliding scales, and I feel yeah. like if I didn't like, I don't have health insurance right now. Oh, I'm on my wife's, but like, I don't know how to figure all that out anyway. But if somebody's on a sliding scale, I'm always like, okay, so do I have to, if I pay more, they're going to do a better job, right? Because I know how I work. If someone huh. like paid me the lowest, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to do a good job being a therapist today. They give me $5. Or I never thought so, about it like that. I guess that's probably true. They are all human, but uh, yeah. yeah. But I, I think that my inherent lack of trust in uh, other people's professionalism is maybe something I need to talk to a therapist about. So. And, yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like there's something <laughs> there. Um, right. But also very self-aware. Well, because I feel like you're also very like uh, a positive, like just having known you for years, like you're a positive person. You seem very self-aware. So that is like, to me, that's why I'm surprised you've never gone to therapy because it seems like you've done a lot of self-reflection. Do you, I think like, I just, do you do that uh, on your own alone in my room? Say that again. Or like self-reflection and that sort of thing. Do you do that on your own? I mean, I definitely am an introspective person. That's kind of why I found comedy in the first place was because I never really felt like I fit in. So I was like, well, this, I like making people laugh. That's the thing that like makes me feel good and also makes me feel like I have a purpose and a place mm-hmm. and like a way to connect with people. And so that was kind of like the genesis why I even started to, to live this life and then like uh i don't know i think it's just i had a lot of friends die when i was um younger oh i'm sorry so like in my teenagers and stuff you know people die and then it kind of like while you were like your age like kids in school yeah like Mm -hmm. i had a couple friends from high school died and then like a mentor of mine who was just a few years older died like a year after that and then some more friends and so it's like and then you know you have grandparents and people in your family Mm. pass away and stuff and anytime that there's like a big shock to the system i think everybody listening kind of of understand it's like there's a a moment that you take and you kind of like reflect and you think about your own mortality and you think about the things that you're doing with your life whatever Mm -hmm. but i had so many of those experiences 
in like my in my formative very formative years that I feel like it um, impacted me in a good way. Uh, you know, there's a different ways to take that, but sure. I, like it impacted me in a in a good way where I like I st- strive to not be a dick. I'm, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like just try to be introspective and feel and, and understand when I'm overreacting or whatever else. So. Wow, that's like very powerful because I think what you said about like everyone takes it differently is right. I mean, there is no right or wrong. And if, of course, it sounds like you went through some really rough stuff, which would be understandable if you had become angry or, you know, reserved. But uh, it sounds like you use that as a way to like evolve, which is really cool. And then without like just totally on your own. So, I mean, that speaks a lot, I think. Well, it's never on your own, but yeah, I guess it's like just no professional people. Yeah. But it's also like coming from the Midwest, it's like, um, it's, it's still, I mean, less so now, but it still is kind of like taboo almost. So hmm. Oh, therapy? Yeah, that's interesting. Kinda, yeah. I don't I know mean, too much like, about, um, I've heard, yeah, it's like different areas. Like I know New York, it's so like, go, everyone should go. It's almost cool. Like the popular kids go. Um, and then <laughs> I, but yeah. yeah, the Midwest, I don't, I haven't spent much time there. So is it, it's kind of like uh, culturally taboo to It's be... different. It's just different. It's a lot of like, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps mm. and get to work kind of uh, uh, idea of manliness. Not like it's sure. across the board, but it's definitely like part of the, of the culture, you know, the way I was brought up. So is it different for uh, men and women there? Like it, what, is it more acceptable for a woman to be going to therapy or is it in general? I'm just not sure. Don't I really don't it? know because I think it's harder to be, to do anything as a woman. <laughs> Not, I'm not saying that to like even be fun. Points, like, fun. No. I mean, it is funny, but it's like if you go to therapy as a woman sure. in some places, people probably like, oh, she's uh, she's nuts or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, people are quick to name call women more often than, than men. That, yeah, that's the thing. Like when uh, I'm like when I watch Mad Men. I mean, I didn't grow up in the 50s here, and <laughs> my parents are um, immigrants, so it's not like I have that much. Most of my understanding of you know the 50s white America was from movies, but. They, you know, they send their wives to therapy when they're not behaving. Like, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's like a thing they would, like, um, women would get, like, locked up for their life because the guy didn't want to be with them anymore, and they would just call him hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty dark stuff, (laughs) Damn. Um, Well, okay, speaking of that, is there anything you want to tell me? Oh, is this time for the big confession? Yeah. I feel like I've already confessed to more... Well, not confess, but just had some like more interesting subjects. But my confession, I was like, no one knows this about me unless they I talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't like broadcast this too much. But Teresa, okay, this is so people are gonna think this is so lame. But I'm a huge fan of everything Shonda Rhimes does, and there's uh-huh. not. It doesn't feel like there's too many men in their 30s that are like true. Shonda Shonda stands. What does she does she have a name for her fans like um how? Are... Well, Shonda Land is in is the production company. Yeah. that's Grey's Anatomy, Station Nineteen, How to Get Away with Murder, <laughs> Scandal. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. She also wrote Britney Spears' Crossroads movie. So Shonda Land that. is right. all Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. So you're yeah, a true so fan. You're like a, a stand from the I'm beginning. I'm really into Shondaland. And I'm just like, it started because my wife was like, Grey's Anatomy is good. You should watch mm-hmm. it. And I watched one. And then truly I watched like 12 or 13 seasons. Whenever I start, whenever I started this, like in a row, I just, it was like a <laughs> two, three week process where I just kept watching all of this and I got so into it. And now anytime they make a spinoff, or whatever, I'm like all in, all the way. There was just something. Uh, d- did she just have something? I feel like I saw on Twitter. Yes. How to Get Away with Murder had the okay. series finale, oh, and series. it was great. They did a great job. It was so much better than the Game of Thrones season finale. If anybody watched that, because that is just like everything's they, better than the Game of Thrones. They series d- they finale. screwed it up. They didn't do anything that people mm-hmm. wanted or like could like get behind, right? And this made a bunch of big moves in this in the series finale, and like everything was felt justified and like within the character and like the right mm. thing that would happen in the world. And it was, and so that I appreciated it. But then mm-hmm. they also had like the makeup. They had like old age makeup for a couple of the actors. Oh, okay. And I mean, Teresa, this was <laughs> crazy. It was so bad. It was bad. Okay. <laughs> it was so bad. You know how Mandy Moore looks great on This Is Us, and it's like 
she's old uh, and she lo- I don't know if anyone I haven't watched I think a lot of people TV. watch that show but yeah yeah People, I love network TV. Maybe is the is the real confession. <laughs> a lot of people do. Also, I'm just a yeah, weirdo. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this old age makeup was like just so bad. It was like, what's going on oh here? This God. can't be the way they end it. That's funny. It but the so the okay. So I think I misunderstood because when you said it was better than Game of Thrones, I thought you were like it was good. But you're you're saying it was a bad series finale. No, the but, makeup was bad. Or just the makeup. The series finale okay. was great. Gotcha. Um. But also Game of Thrones was like, I, I was never, I loved Game of Thrones. And then I saw like two seasons out when they didn't have the books anymore. I was like, yeah, These don't they know really fucked doing. it up. I have, I almost feel like this might be a conspiracy theory, but I feel like sometimes Ooh, I like this. <laughs> it's not that juicy, but sometimes with shows like that, um, I feel like they try to fuck it up because they want to like redeem, you know, like, Oh, ten, like five years from now, they can come back and be like, we're going to do redo it. And for all the fans who felt like um, they didn't, you know, get what they wanted, here's your chance. And then you just get to make another season of a show that you fucked up. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. It was so big. And then it was just so, yeah. it fell so far. It was so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and not just for like fandom, like, like Star Wars reasons where like, nah, I don't like this new character, but for reasons where it's like, that's not justified no, based it, on yeah, what you set up. Just yeah. Bad. <laughs> yeah, it was just bad. Yeah, it's just bad. So that's bad. my big confession, Teresa. I love soap operas and Shondaland. Not soap okay. operas in the daytime, but the Shondaland. Mm, I have, variety. okay, I definitely have follow-up questions. So, okay, so you said Grace introduced you to this. Um, Grace how, got me into it, but then I really took the yeah. ball and started running with it. How early in your relationship was this like a getting to know each other? She's like, you should watch this or like, no. I no, no, I was already live. We were already living together, okay. and so, but we probably only had been living together, um, like a few months at that time. Mm. It was probably like it had to be 2016 or something, early 2016 that I did this. So it was more like she recommended it as like I think you'll like it, or or it was like you guys are going to yeah. do this together. I was this- I think you'll like it, and it's so good, <laughs> and all this you know the way people talk about TV and movies and stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'll watch it, and then uh-huh. I, I found that I. Not only liked it, but I really liked it. So then you went and watched and it by yourself. It wasn't a thing you guys like did together. I want. I know we did not watch it. Like she okay. did not rewatch it together. It was like me sitting down to watch my stories of Derek Shepard wow. and Mark Sloan, and I'm like, who's better, McSteamy or McDreamy? And I'm having my own little party in my house. So. I think I gotta watch Grey's Anatomy. I feel like. I, it's so in the zeitgeist. Everyone refers to it. I remember when it was popular, people talked about it. I don't yeah. know why I never... I think because I didn't grow up with cable, like, the, I was so used to missing cultural shows that I just let them go. But now I'm like, yeah, I could just put in a little effort and watch everything. <laughs> it's Not good. You got time now. You got time. Yeah. And I do love... Uh, um, uh, what's it called? Um, why, why can't... Susan... Uh, no, what? Sandra Oh. She's on there. Sandra Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that's her she's big great. thing, right? Yeah. There's uh, so much. There's so much. It's great. And it's just completely ridiculous at times, too. Uh-huh. Which is like, that's what you want. It's funny that you were like, no, I watch this by myself. Because that is a thing. Like, speaking of, like, couples and cliches, I feel like that's a thing that um, maybe more, like, in the dating phase. But couple mm. like, people will, like, try to watch a show together. Or even, like, show, you know, them a show you like and rewatch it with them so you can watch their reaction to your favorite episodes. Yeah. I feel like more guys do oh, that. Oh, I'm the worst <laughs> to watch something, like, with that I've already seen. And, like, I wanted her to see Jurassic Park. She hasn't seen Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. The original? And, yes. And I love that movie. Oh, like, so, good. so, so much. I've seen it more times than I could. Even, even <laughs> if I guessed, I wouldn't know how many times I've watched it. So I'm, like, obsessed with this thing. But the whole time that I sat down and had Grace watch this movie, I just kept, like, going, like, hey, watch this. This is good. Hey, watch. This is good right here. Hold on. Look right here. Did you see that? Did you? And she's like, no, you're talking over the whole movie. So uh, that's, that's how you know, kinda, like something's about to happen is the person who's seen it already is like watching you and you're like, okay, yeah, clearly yeah. something. I about completely to ruined the experience for her. Uh, I do. I love so Jurassic Park, just, man. Oh, it's so good. But I completely stole it from her. Like I <laughs> didn't, I didn't, I ruined what I loved. So, um, <laughs> it's okay. I, I think okay. uh, Jurassic Park is a w- funny one to bring up now because, um, I mean, not to get into the, like anything too uh, current events, but like when you watch that and you're like, oh, that would never happen. But then with coronavirus, it's just like people are saying like, don't do this. And everyone's still doing it. I'm like, this is 
the plot of Jurassic Park in a way where it's like the dinosaurs are killing people. Okay, I think it's under control. Let's do it again. <laughs> it's like yeah, they what? just keep making it. Yeah, they just keep making the parks, and everyone's like, "That's so stupid. That's unbelievable." And now it's like we're just like people are demanding to go to Red Lobster yeah. and deciding that a pandemic is over, and you're like. People are going to die because you want to eat inside of a Red Lobster. What's happening right now? Yeah, it's like I totally believe that you would go take a picture of the Indominus Rex despite like <laughs> five movies or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, I do love this confession because I know you said it's lame. I don't think it's lame at all. I think people's tastes actually really do are a fun way to see their personality. And I think Shonda Rhimes is an interesting one because, I mean, obviously she's so successful and so great, but she has like a very wide uh, range, I think. So it's not that you liked one show but not another, but you're just like hooked on everything I'm she does. I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah. I like, I don't know. It's just so, It's it, but it's, again, it's like not a thing that like, uh, straight white men in their 30s, really. I'm not the target demo. So there uh -huh. is some, like, what? You know, when I do, like, bring up, people, like, talk about their shows or whatever. And, uh, oh, my dog walked in. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's that's why I was like, this will be, like, a fun confession. Yeah. It is true. It's also, like, just even the, um, like, even that aware, like, you're saying, like, oh, it's not what people like. But then it isn't. That's so interesting that we have to consider that. Not that you're actually, it's not affecting your choice, but that you had a moment where you're like, oh, I realize that like people don't expect this. Like, Yeah, what? it's definitely weird. It's definitely strange. <laughs> and it feels like a bit, you know, but mm -hmm. it is not. It is, I'm all in. But what is, what is with that? Because I, I think that is a real thing where people, there's a certain, like if I said like, oh, I'm a comedian who likes Rick and Morty, I feel like you would know exactly the kind of person, you know, that I'm talking about. And it's like, yeah, that's a great show. It's not, not anything, it's not a knock on anybody, but there are personalities, you know, or someone mm -hmm. who watches The Bachelor. So, but what is that? Like that we categorize and put these expectations on like, like there's pressure to know a show because the community you're in is like into it. Like, have you ever right. watched a show because of that? Or you're just like, no, I miss me with that. I'm not interested. Well, I don't know. There's so many, like, I think I had, like, um, oh, gosh, what was something that we watched that I had kind of, like, I was a little bumped by the community before I watched it. Um, oh, no, I'm making work for mm -hmm. you editing this. Oh, no, it's all good. Uh, what, it, what is the, wait, what did you say? Oh. I'm trying to think of like. What's the community? Is it like more like dudes or like racist? No, or I, I don't know. So there's, there's like a bachelor community, but Grace uh, and I watched The Bachelor for like one season and we were, thought it was fun, but then we kind of like dipped out of that. Mm. But there's not too many like. I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I'm not even making any sense anymore. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, it was a weird question without a real answer. Because I, I, just the idea... Of, I guess Rick and Morty is one I think of that people would... Yeah, they have, uh, like, yeah. a ravenous fan base, right? Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a couple of things like that. But I can't even think of an example right now. Okay, that's okay. Um, I, I'm curious, too, if you're into the drama of Shonda Rhimes. Because I, I'm i trying to think what she... Like, I... Okay, my, like, confession is that if anyone listening who's, like... She doesn't seem to know a lot. I obviously know who Shonda Rhimes is. I'm very well aware of the shows. I've never watched a show all the way through of Shonda Rhimes. But then again, I've also, I only finished Mad Men like two years ago. So I'm like, it's not because I don't like her stuff or that I, you know, yes. I'm not interested. But What is it about Shonda Rhimes that I like mm -hmm. is what you're asking me. Yeah. But I remembered exactly what I was trying to think of from earlier. Okay, First, what was it? The Wire. The oh, fans of The okay. Wire are so... <laughs> bold and that they like this is the greatest tv show if you don't uh -huh. like this if you don't like the pacing if you think it's boring then you're a moron you know it's like you have to be all in watching mm. the wire and i could not have found that like less accessible <laughs> yeah if you start by negging so the people you want to watch the show probably not a good place to start <laughs> right so that's like exactly like if the wire has like bullies for a fan base i feel you know yeah. And that was something that I've never was able to get into because of the way that people were like all about it. That's fair. I, I made that mistake of on first day of film school because uh, I didn't grow up like really a film buff. Still probably not. But I, I enjoy good movies now and I've been able to see them more just through, you know, education. But I got to film school and everyone, they did the thing where they like, say your favorite movie and everyone was saying like Fellini or whatever. And I was like, that's your favorite movie? Really? 
And then my favorite movie growing up, which I'm not proud of, but it really was, was Zoolander. Like, I just loved... Oh, Zoolander. I watched that four so times funny. in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> it was so, so funny, funny to me. And it's like, what is a favorite movie to a 10-year-old? You know, like, it's like, it's right. just the movie that you enjoy the most and you quote the most. So I would say Zoolander to a point where it's like, I was too old to really... That I guess probably wasn't my favorite movie, but you just stick to it. And first mm-hmm. day of film school, everyone's going around and I say Zoolander and everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, who are you? Oh and that's when I was God. like, oh, I got to pick a new favorite. I got to pick a new favorite movie. That's no, how dumb that is. No, you didn't, Teresa. You didn't need to do that. You fucking were true to yourself and all these people saying Fellini or like, okay, yeah, what, like a camera movement or something or you want mm-hmm. people, or you like people thinking that you're smart. Your favorite movie it's someone said like Casablanca. I'm like, these are all great movies, but like, is that your favorite? Like, I will, if you ask me to list movies I like, I mean, yeah, there's like great filmmakers in that list. But the mm-hmm. one that I want to watch on a rainy day when I'm sad, like. Yeah, those are know. the fun ones. <laughs> those are the favorites. Apollo 13, Jurassic Park, these Jurassic exciting Park. Yeah. movies. Yeah, so I, I'm with you on uh, Don't Feel Shame. Um, Okay, I want. Yeah. So, what is it that I like about? Shonda yeah, what Rimes? is it that you're drawn Let's to? Let's get down to brass tacks. Everybody is sexy. That's uh-huh. number one. Um, number two, that that one's a little bit of a joke, but everyone isn't very sexy. That's. Uh, yeah, I think I have seen a bit attractive. of scandal, and I do remember it just feeling it's like very charged and like it's like high stakes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a soap opera. Like it's mm-hmm. like truly like they pull. You know, casting from like other soap operas and stuff. Uh-huh. It's like these are like incredibly attractive people who have sex at work all the time. <laughs> and then there's like gruesome injuries in the world of Grey's Anatomy and somewhat on the Fireman show, Station uh-huh. 19. There's like gruesome injuries and there's like interesting problems and then they all figure it out and then it's like really dramatic. And then people <laughs> have like these like goldfish memories where they don't even like, uh, you know, they like move on from problem to problem uh-huh. and then they like for you like as a fan, you like start to forget that like, oh, this person that is like dated this person four times already and they <laughs> broke up because of like true traumas like uh-huh. miscarriages and like murders and like deaths and Damn. a plane crash and all this different kind of stuff and then they're like dating again and you're like, What in the <laughs> world are they thinking? Get out of there, you know? Oh my god. And it's just it's you just get so sucked in because it's like there's a everything is real and played real and then swept away like it just moves so fast wow. and so crazy that it's just it's like it's just really fun it's that's just so really fun interesting that um you, that's what you mentioned because i i sometimes think about that like with reality tv too but also working entertainment like we are almost, like i do think the lives of like i'm not even like a you know really like a public persona but just the idea of like someone who's like working in a public uh job does become more heightened and then we also start to feel like when things happen that are dramatic that feel like the movies you also feel like oh that's totally normal and then you Mm -hmm. do start acting like especially if you're a writer and you're writing storylines that are high stakes you start living that way a little bit i wonder like do do you feel to you it's an escape or do you also feel like for you it's like oh like this increases the excitement of your actual life like the choices and things oh you i make. don't know i don't know i mean i definitely find like i got really pumped like i had true emotions of excitement and, and i mean we're in quarantine right now and like there's not too many opportunities to actually like really get excited right uh-huh. now and so when it was thursday and there was not only the season finale of the station 19 show which i really like uh-huh. and then the how to get away with murder one, which Grace and I just buzzed right through um, and caught up and like really enjoyed it. Uh, like I was so excited to sit down and watch two hours of television on the ABC. <laughs> and I was like, whose mother am I right now? Like I, why am I so excited to watch soaps on a Thursday night? It is funny that it is a soap the way you say that, but then it's like, I, I don't think of it like that's not how it is a soap opera, but we separate it from like, yeah, like the daytime soap operas. But right. Yeah. It's not like a glossy, um, fuzzy lens kind of. It's like just more well written. Yeah. What's the di- yeah. Because when I think about like, what's the difference well, between a soap opera? Well, huge. Yeah. It's like, you know, True. it's primetime television, but it is 100% soap operas. That's how I feel about CW shows. Like, I do think I love it. I love a yeah. teen soap and they're they are just soap operas for teens, but they're done mm-hmm. more like with there's always magic and there's always like 
It's, it's just yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, like, Even when they're not not supposed to be magic for some, like mm-hmm. by season three, somebody has psychic powers, and you're like, what? Yeah. Why? What's going on? Riverdale's like that exactly. Yeah. Where it's like it started off, and it was like, oh, it's like a murder mystery, and then like by the end, there's like vampires and shit, and you're like, what are you doing? What's yeah, I had to here? stop watching. Basically, when they started doing like the a Stranger Things storyline, I was like, what is this? Yeah, I fell out of that real quick. I couldn't get behind that one, but I, <laughs> I just know. like that the Sprouse twins were on, or one of the Sprouse twins is on it, uh, and I still don't know which. Oh yeah, he's um, Cole, Jughead, think, or, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're both. I think the tw- they're one of the twins. His brother was dating, or maybe still is, a model, Barbara Palvin, who I used to follow. And when I saw them post a picture together, they actually she looks kind of like him. They're all hot. It's not. This is not like a dig, <laughs> but they just have generic like hot person face. You know, mm-hmm. like, so mm-hmm. I was like, they could also be triplets, but they're a couple, which I think is really funny. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, I don't like, I'm very happy that my wife and I don't look like each other. <laughs> that's always strange. It's like when you have like brother, sister couples. Oh my gosh. Like, this is uncomfortable <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. Oh, you froze, but I can still hear you. Can you still hear me? I can see it. Yeah, I can oh, you hear can you. See? Okay. It's all good. You're just frozen in a, you're smiling. It's okay. It doesn't look like oh, you're good. mad, but... <laughs> Um, uh, okay. That threw me off. What was I going to say? I feel like, oh yeah. Uh, okay. So now this is over. Are there any more Shonda shows, um, to watch? Well, right now it's like, um, everything's over for right now. And then it's Uh like just waiting for things to come back. So it's like, that's what's so, you know, this coronavirus has (laughs) really screwed up things for a lot of people. And mostly Mm. from my, uh, you know, from my world, it's like, are you really going to they, – they halted production of Grey's Anatomy. What am I going to do? They're not still making Grey's Anatomy, are they? Oh, they are 100% oh, still making really? Grey's Anatomy, Teresa. My what? goodness, is it – yes. I had no idea. I going. thought this was a show that ended. It is ended. in its 400th season, <laughs> and it is great. There's great stuff going on. Wow. Okay, I, I really do need to go. I thought this was like one of those shows like The Sopranos where it was good and it's over and you can still No, watch it's it. still going in force – you know, for me, it is still good. Damn. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, people, I'm, people are going to come for me in my mentions for not knowing this stuff, but... Uh, we'll see, we'll see. I guess I'll just start and get to know it. Um, are there characters when you watch it that you relate to the most? Like, are you mostly in the protagonist's eyes? or I mean, it sounds like everyone kind of is flawed on these shows, but also you want to root for is the idea. Yeah, that I, I don't know. They're all so nutty and they're all <laughs> having so much more sex than I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. But I'm like, I can't identify with any of these people. So it's just like, I like watch, I just watch them, uh-huh. you know, like a real voyeur, like a real creep. I just sit uh-huh. at home and I judge them for their weird decision making. And, uh, I love it. I love it. That's so funny. Um, when you write, cause you also write, um, do you write like, like narrative? I write so stuff? much Teresa. Okay, you do. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm ready to, well, I... <laughs> well, I'm not going to stop it, but it's like, my God, how much can a person write? And then, um, you got to rewrite stuff and uh-huh. that sucks because you have to delete half of it because no, <laughs> none of it's good. And then you write more. I'm losing my mind. Uh, well, I'm sorry about that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it is all part of the process. Because um, obviously, I know you do like write stand up and um, like uh, jokes yes, and stuff. Yes, lots but, of stand up. But and when I it, have, I'm, oh, sorry, say, sorry, ask your question. Well, I'm stop interrupting you. <laughs> no, no, no. My question was going to be because like you watch these high drama, high stakes shows. Do you feel like that influences your writing as well, or is it very much like compartmentalized? Like this is what I do for oh, entertainment. No. It's I view this completely as entertainment there is because mm-hmm. i don't want to make that kind of tv and i think that's why hmm. for one of the reasons this is a revelation i'm having right now okay. as we speak. and i think this is the classic beck introspective right uh-huh. now um i think i don't want to make tv like that and okay. that's why i can enjoy it huh. like all the way because oh, it is so ridiculous and so crazy and i know that i just wouldn't i don't I can, you know, I feel like that, you know, you do comedy and stuff Mm -hmm. and then you, you have a hard time consuming other comedy Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, I could do that. Or this is what I would have done different. There's nothing I would have done different in Grey's Anatomy because I have no idea why they're doing anything. It's great. (laughs) That's so interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just realized now I don't want to make that kind of TV. So I love it. 
yeah so you can truly be an audience member like yeah. feel like you are um being marketed to even though i know you said you feel like you're not the demo like you can yeah. just walk in and because i mean i don't know when was the last time you actually went to a comedy show bought a ticket and sat in the audience oh god bought a <laughs> ticket yeah um oh you know what i didn't buy a ticket because grace uh got us in for free mm. but we saw nick kroll at bam oh cool and that was fun and i saw and i watched langston herman uh-huh. and nick kroll and and uh it was really fun to sit and watch that and that was good oh that's um, awesome so yeah I but did, even like, that it's like you are part of the like you know that you know you know people there and it's not um yeah i mean i'm like friends with the guy yeah. on the stage you know like <laughs> on, with, with langston and, and uh it was like that was fun, but and we sat and we watched, but it was still like the same thing where it's like, well, if I were on this show, these are the jokes I would do, you know? So, there's always that. There's I hope you told that. Nick Kroll that after the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was fantastic. You're like, um, excuse me, I have some notes. I have some tags for your jokes. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, then I feel like that makes a lot of sense, like you being invested in Shondaland because it, it's like you get to just buy a ticket and sit in the audience. And even though it. you work in entertainment and probably 24 seven, cause we have to like think about our careers and every move we make. And like, am I doing mm. the right thing? You don't have to, you can just watch it. And it's not even like a moment where you're like, like you see your friend and you're happy for them, but they're on TV and you still feel jealous or whatever. Like you don't have that with Shonda. Yeah. Shonda there's Lane. no mixed emotions there. <laughs> like I just love it. But yeah. I did think, I say I don't want to make TV like that. I did think of a storyline for mm. Meredith Grey, and I'm <laughs> okay. going to write it down. Okay. We'll see what happens with that in the future. Probably nothing. And it'll probably be just <laughs> on some strange blog or something. Sometimes but. I find that, like, when I'm really stuck, um, and this was probably more in school when we had, like, assignments, and I was like, I don't want to do this. I would write a version of something that I like like that where I like I would never actually write this but then I feel like I throw away like all my expectations of it needing to be good and sometimes that's like the fun the most fun thing to do um so that's interesting I don't know that's just a back pocket like one time I was just writer I just had writer's block and didn't want to do anything but didn't want to feel unproductive so I started writing a uh spec script for Thomas the Tank Engine as a CW show just like a raunchy (laughs) sex soap opera that's I great. Still, I still kind of want to actually do a full thing of it just for fun, but yeah, that's really funny. It's just like so dumb that I'm like, this is so dumb. Like it's easy because yeah. it's dumb. Yeah. Um, what? Well, I guess I want to ask, what do you like to write? Like, what are the kinds of stories? Or I don't know if you like have thought about it, but like, what um, is well, like a I'm show just, you want to write? I'm working on a few things that I'm going to pitch at some point, and so we don't have to get too much into mm-hmm. them right now. But they're all like. But just like you know, the ideas, comedies. like the things that you, um, in terms of like, if Sean does like high stakes, like sexy people. Oh bold, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I'm bold. mostly like for in the TV space, I'm mostly like working on things that, you know, are more akin to sitcoms and like mm-hmm. half hour comedy kind of things. And then it's like writing screenplays and stuff with my friends. It's like, there's, I like funny action movies and that's like, mm-hmm. no matter what I sit down to write, there's going to be elements that are like funny and then the elements of like exciting action because i like the same way with shondaland it's like when i watch like the i love the movies that are nominated for oscars because like they're uh-huh. never funny yeah and it's true. they're always so dramatic and it's just like <laughs> such a departure from like the place that i feel comfortable at least uh-huh. at this stage of my life that i'm like this is uh totally refreshing to watch except for the period pieces i've never been able to get into that stuff mm. Did like, you see i Parasite? don't want to make that i don't even want to watch it i don't care did you watch uh, Parasite this year? Yes, that was great. I thought that, that was, was awesome. really funny, but also... It, it was really funny. That one was really funny. That's like an exception. That was really yeah. funny and really action-packed, and I would want to make something like that, <laughs> but I obviously... Well, I went in. I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. it. I didn't even speak the language, mm-hmm. and uh, I was completely blown away in all the twists and everything. So that's like a... That was just a great movie. Yeah, that I was like just a that great a lot. Movie. Yeah, Parasite was an interesting one because it's like people still thought of it as foreign. I mean, I guess it is, but then I think because of that, like not a single actor got, I mean, this is me on my soapbox, but not a single mm-hmm. actor got a nomination. And I, it's not because they were not good at acting. So that just made me be No, like, they were great yeah. at acting. But I think that it being like having the language barrier, yeah. not being in English rather, I guess better way to put that, but it's like was actually beneficial because like mm-hmm. if it were in English, I feel like the it would have been spoiled for so many more people yeah that's true like it's like you mean the uh, plot twist 
The plot twist, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the plot, because it, it was like around, it was like in limited release, and then it got slowly yeah. bigger and slowly bigger, and it was like, it was like out for months and months mm-hmm. before some people saw it, and it's like, it wasn't, for the most part, I feel like it wasn't all that spoiled, and I that feel was, like, I don't know. That was a, like an example of like when you want someone to, you, when you want to watch someone's reaction, because I think I yeah. had such a strong reaction when I watched it that I was like, I want people to have this, so I watched it a few more times in theaters with friends like who wanted to go I was like I'll go with you because it's so fun to watch people's reactions um we watched it I watched it the second time with Grace Mm -hmm. I watched it one time alone and or with my friend and then Uh um I watched it at the house with Grace and I did watch her reaction and stuff and like she kind of didn't really want to see it, but then by the end, she was like, that was very cool. And I was yeah. like, I know. I know it was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to uh, like plug it to someone because you don't want to tell them too much, but you're like, just trust me. It's good. Yeah, just trust me. Yeah. Just check it out. Um, uh, okay, I want to ask one more thing, and then we'll play the game because what you said reminded me like... I love games. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait, Teresa. I think you'll like this game, but um, I wanted to come back to your short because we mentioned it earlier, and then we're talking about like the stories you like to write. Like, that is very funny. And for people who don't know, you guys should go watch it. Is it still online? Yeah, it's okay. still online. It's um, If you go to my website at, uh, or sorry, not at, but www.iamryanbeck.com, uh-huh. you can go and check out the Choose Your we'll, Own We'll put it in video. the comments. But it's about a couple breaking up, but you can select, like, Choose Your Own Adventure basically select mm-hmm. what to say. And the idea is right. kind of like, when you feel like you can go back and like, oh, if I had said this, would that have you know gone differently? And I really love that. And I I brought it up because I feel like it's funny, but also like very like kind of serious in a way, and a little you know sad of you. It's yeah. real. It's grounded. Um, yeah, I was really proud of that thing, and we did it such a long time ago. And then Netflix started doing these um, interactive things, and like they tried to do mm-hmm. it in other different ways. But it's like it has to be short. Mm-hmm. It has to be like the ch- the moments that you click have to be really con- like close together, mm. so people are actually engaged. But it's like um, I I saw this software that basically like when I was working this horrible office job, I saw this mm-hmm. software that was like um, used for you know selling people uh, insurance and also it was like to help people save for their 401ks and stuff. And it was like this interactive thing where you like click a thing and then it brings up another video file and you click another thing and it brings up another video file. And I was like, okay, so that's really cool software. What if you could do that with a comedy? And so I got together with Will Winter and Ari Finling and Uh Randy Rubin and, uh, so many other people helped us produce it. Um, but it was like, we just figured out we wrote one thing and it was way too big and expensive to do. Mm-hmm. And then we like pared it down to like, okay, what if you were getting broken up with and like you had different ways to try to mitigate that. And that's kind of how it came about. That's but, so cool. I didn't know you took the software from something like it wasn't a thing that. Was... Yeah. It wasn't like, cause when I, you know, I found it in 2015 and <laughs> like, it wasn't a bigger enter- entertainment company that, point like yeah there was like that bob dylan music video that kind of went viral where you could like flip through and that was like using that software but i initially saw it for like 401k stuff and just had like a little light bulb in my head where i was like oh what if you could do this with like um anything people cared about that's so cool it was cool and i was hoping that it would like um you know uh, be something that like Hmm. uh made me big time uh hireable person but like you know it was just it's just a nice thing in the body of work and i'm really proud of it and i'm like happy that we did it yeah and, and it because it's still out there it's like people can always come back and look but yeah i know what you mean sometimes you're like this is the thing this is the thing but no it's not like that's a yeah a life lesson it's like there's no the thing you just continue mm-hmm. to work and have fun i i probably felt that way a little bit about my short that we put out last year like it, we did have some success in terms of like festivals but it to me, I was like, oh, my God, finally, like, I'm going to get job right, offers. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a writing job. I'm going to be able to, like, sell a show. And then it was like, you know, people are like, cool, great. All right, now that yeah. you're here, keep doing that for, like, 10 yeah. more years. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, okay, exactly. Cool. Just, that's, like, the <laughs> beauty of living your life as an artist. Is, like, the real answer is just continue to enjoy yourself and make things. Yeah. And uh, you get older and you appreciate it more, I think, hopefully. Well, we will you see. just said, like, that was just, like, dropping Midwestern parent, like, Wisdom right there. Um, uh, okay, let's play a game. Um, oh yes, games. Okay, this is called. It's inspired by Lily, baby Lily, the dog, which is your dog um, on Instagram. Oh yeah. And so it's called doing it for the clout. 
So if you guys don't know, Ryan and Grace have a very cute puppy that or dog. She's a grown up dog, but she She's looks like a grown a puppy. dog now. But she looks like a puppy, and mm-hmm. her Instagram is at Baby Dog with Billy, and uh, you guys can. <laughs> that yeah so. she's very cute and so i assume well she's cute on the internet i assume in real life i don't know these days cute in real life fake and real news on the leash. you know we don't she know like those nuts <laughs> um but you dogs. might know a thing or two about instagram animals um and these oh days oh my god <laughs> i don't but this will be fun okay it's easy to play if you don't actually it's more fun if you don't but it's inspired by the fact that you have an Instagram animal. And nowadays, like, anybody pretty much can be an influencer. I mean, there's a robot that just got signed to CAA. Yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't even understand what that means. I, uh, How are they putting out music? It's a company? She, Why not just hire the company? Little Michaela. Well, I mean, that's a whole different conversation. But I love AI and robots. Uh, the short answer is, like... She's out there doing a lot of cool shit that other people can't. But yeah, she's fake. But she's real. She's real. But she's fake. I don't understand and it threatens my existence. She has writers. Just the way an Instagram influencer would write their own profile. Like in a way, it's a character you create. I think it's like that. Except people follow her thinking tongue in cheek. But then at the end of the day, like she can still sell stuff to you. So who's actually winning? I don't know. Um, But we won't get into robots. I feel like that's a very long conversation. Um, I just brought her up as an example. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, there's a lot of, okay, Bitcoin is a lot like in- Instagram, you know, there's a lot of clout to be mined. Most of the time it just ruins your personality when you try. So in this game, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to list basically a name of an influencer and you have to guess if it's an animal or human. I'll give you a few hints. Oh, this will be great. Yeah, the hints I'll give you, I'll read some captions from photos. Um, so that's a little bit of a hint. And if there is like a name of an animal in the name, I'll take it out. So it's just like first names, just to keep it simple. Okay, great. Okay. Great. So the first one is Juniper with 2.9 million followers. And here's a couple captions. Okay, here's the first one. Sun rays kiss your face like they always have done and they always do for you. And am learning to like this planet and always smiling. Is this an animal or a human? Human being. Hmm. It's actually an animal. It's a fox. Juniper the fox. Oh. And it's a fox that's the happiest fox, always smiling. Uh, it kind of has oh, like a one. face. Yeah. But good guess. Damn. Juniper would be a good I thought it was a name. human because of the sun kiss. <laughs> well, it is um, a human writing caption. these captions, but uh, the picture yes. is of a fox. Yes, clearly. But <laughs> I thought it was a human uh-huh. because I was like imagining that it was like uh, uh, probably like a girl with a big floppy hat. Yeah. That's what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad guess. Okay, number two, Jill with 741,000 followers. Uh, here's the first caption. Hair by Jill, because these are desperate times. To all the hairstylists, colorists, and hair magicians, know that you are missed. Uh, every day we choose love and winter layers. Okay, it really feels like it should be a human because it's like talking about like hair professionals and like clothes and so I want, I want to think that it's not a trick. I'm going to say that it's a human being. <laughs> Ryan, you should have learned. It's a squirrel. Ah! It's a squirrel. Uh, this is Jill a the squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> it's uh, Jill the squirrel. And the hair by Jill is a picture of the squirrel, like, on a very messy uh, woman's hair. And so. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah, clever. Uh, and, okay, so let's see if you can get this next one. Um, this is Summer with 2 million followers. And here are a few captions. October can't come soon enough. Um, this is my new companion kitty. Name, suggestions? He's a boy, by the way. And should I bring back the purple hair? Okay, this has to be a human because she has a companion kitty and purple hair. And who's dying a <laughs> dog or cat or a grizzly bear's hair purple? It's a weird color to dye an animal's hair, if you're going to dye an animal's hair at all. But everything else has been animals. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going to human again. You're correct. This is Summer, oh, yes. Summer McKean. She's a 19... Oh, I guess she's not maybe 20 now. She just had a birthday. She's an Instagram influencer. Two million followers. Um, yeah, wow. I. Uh, but I do think wow. she... She wrote dis like D-I-S, so, you know, it could be a dog. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> Ghostwriter. Okay, uh, I have a few more. Uh, this one is Tara Milk Tea with 1.3 million followers. Here's a few captions. Bloom where you are planted. Bed is my best friend and thankful for the rain. Okay, that feels like it should be an animal. 
because animals like rain and like look at it and they like love beds. Um, but I love my bed too. And also the rain. I'm going to go with animal. Incorrect. It's a human. Uh, Tara Milkty is a travel writer with 1.3 million followers. Uh, and, um, just, you know, not a great caption writer, but a lot of followers. So she writes like an animal. <laughs> Okay, this is the final one. Um, not looking too hot for you, Ryan, no, but that's okay. No, what, I got one? One out of four? <laughs> you got one out of four. But you know what? That's okay. It, it just shows that you're, like, staying present in life and not on Instagram. So that's probably a good thing. <laughs> sure. Okay, here's the final one. Tika with 188,000 followers. Uh, here's a few captions. Of all the snacks you had this quarantine, I'm the yummiest. Um, pairing my tie-dye onesie with a denim cap always makes me smile, literally, with peace emoji and a hat emoji. And re receiving negative comments is never fun, but reading through all of your positive comments really made me feel special. Okay, I'm going to go with a human because they expressed insecurity in that last thing that you said. And they also have a onesie with a cap. And if anybody put their <laughs> animal, whatever kind of animal, in a onesie and a denim hat... <laughs> There is call to be, like, they they need to mm. just be arrested and, like, put on on some kind of fashion police trial or something. So I'm going to go with a human. I'm sorry, Ryan. You're incorrect. I guess we should call oh the cops. Oh, my God. This is Tika the Iggy. It's a very cute Iggy, which is kind of like, I don't know what that is. It's kind of like a small greyhound-looking dog um, with its tongue out. It's kind of got, like, a weird tongue, but it's very cute. And I guess they're a haters. I don't know. I mean, obviously the human wrote that, but who is sending a dog who's, a hate message? Who's, yeah, who's talking shit on, on this dog? Tika the Iggy. Yeah, and it do, the uh, denim hat is real. There is a picture of Iggy wearing a tie-dye onesie and a denim hat. So I encourage you guys to check that out. <laughs> I have to find this right now. This um, is crazy. Yeah. Well, thank oh you so God, much for playing. Oh, my God. Look at this thing. Oh, did you see it? Yeah. a denim hat. I can't see. You're still frozen, but I imagine your your face is lighting up watching this Tika profile. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm frozen, Teresa. Oh no, it's okay. Um, no, what I is love this Iggy? dog. What is this? It's like a little greyhound. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't know what it was uh, either. This but dog looks breed. like a stick. It's very cute, but like ugly cute. If that makes sense. Like yeah, I, it looks yeah. like um that. <laughs> what's that? Uh, in Ice Age, John Leguizamo. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. That it looks like John Leguizamo in Ice Age. Whatever that thing is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The sloth. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry you lost the game, but as a consolation prize, you can share with the listeners uh, where to find you or anything you want to plug. Okay, find me at I am Ryan Back on all platforms. Go to the website to see the interactive thing, and you can also um, listen to Grace and my podcast, Falling in Love with My Wife, everywhere that you get podcasts, everywhere that you get this podcast, wherever. And um, we also have an Instagram for that, which is uh, at Falling or no, at Grace Ryan Podcast. So, nice. I mean, we're out there, man. Yeah, go listen. Um, you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks so much. And thanks for coming on the show, Ryan. Thank you. Yeah. This was a blast.